Welcome back, Competitor Nation. Brand new episode talking about how to stay on track, how to keep moving forward, and how to stay focused for those long-term goals that you don't see immediate payoffs for. Let's go! All right, Competitor Nation, Jake here, your Chief Encouragement Officer, back with a brand new episode, Finishing the Week Strong, talking about subject that came straight from the audience. That's right. We had multiple competitors in Competitor Nation reach out and ask, how do I stay on track for those long-term goals? How do I keep showing up, going after those goals when I don't see immediate results, when I don't see that quick progress? I don't know what to do. I don't, I don't quite know how to make it down that road. And so today's episode, we are diving into how you can stay on track, how you can stay focused for those long-term goals, those meaningful victories that don't have quick payoffs. Before we get into this week's show, I want to remind you of two things. First, if you have not joined our text community, what are you waiting for? Shoot me a text with the word podcast to 972-945-9113. That's 972-945-9113. Text podcast, you'll be added to the list and I personally will send you a quick message, motivation or lesson every single morning. And the second thing before we kick off today is on Monday, we dropped a brand new shirt, Hard Work Is My Luck. And that is for those people who are driven to make their own luck, to create their own opportunities because they are working their tails off for success. They're not waiting for it. They're not playing the victim card. They're not sitting passively in their comfort zone. They are aggressively going after the things they want in life, the people they love. They are creating their own lucky breaks by building countless opportunities. So if that's you, head on over to competeeveryday.com, use the code podcast, pick up that brand new shirt, and that code's going to get you 15% off. But I know what you're here for. You're not here to hear me talk about that. You're here to hear me talk about how do we hit those long-term goals? How do we stay focused? How do we compete for those big goals, those big picture victories, those meaningful pursuits? Let's get into it. See, the hardest part of any long-term goal is dealing with the amount of time it takes to reach it. We often gravitate toward things that are easier, that that checklist goals, because we can achieve them more quickly. We see the desired result more quickly on those smaller goals. We feel better about ourselves when we hit those smaller goals because we feel like we're making progress in that second. We get that dopamine hit. We feel good. We're checking the box. But man, when it comes to long-term goals, those take time to achieve. Those results rarely show themselves in the near future, and and many times for many of us, it takes months or sometimes years before we ever really see the progress. We still have a strong picture in our mind of where we want to go, but the steps all along the way, they tend to get fuzzy and out of focus because we're so far off of where we want to be. Those easy short-term goals, on the other hand, man, those are sharp. We see those clear as day. We see them immediately. We know what we need to do to reach them. We understand the reward is so close, so we act on it. We forego the bigger picture goal so that we can get something now. We give up on something meaningful to satisfy our need to achieve something immediate. See, cognitive tunneling is is what psychologists call this. It's a term used to describe when we focus on what's easy right in front of us instead of being overwhelmed by all the options we have in the future. It's why when you look at your long-term goal, you may know 
where you want to be 10 years from now, but when you start thinking about the steps, you get overwhelmed. It's all fuzzy because there's so many different options. And so instead of working on something today that's going to put you where you want to be 10 years from now, you go and do something simple and easy like post on Facebook. Like I'm going to write a blog post instead of a book. I'm going to choose, yeah, I'm this diet pill over committing myself to the gym. I'm going to, I'm going to try to take the easy route because the easy route I feel pays off better, but it doesn't pay off better. It just pays off something quick. It gives you a quick hit, like a high, like a drug, but it fades. And eventually you stack enough of those small little highs on top of each other, choosing meaningless pursuits over meaningful ones. And you find yourself empty handed. See, when we choose to check the box on the easy task, like, I don't know, sending an email, make that post on social media, instead of writing your book, picking up the phone and making a sales call, outlining your side hustle, getting into the gym and trying something new. When we choose that easy thing that we can check off now, that quick task gives us this feeling of accomplishment. So when we hit send, man, we feel good. Writing that book, that's not going to make me feel the same. I'm not going to feel accomplished or happy for months, maybe even a year. When I pick up that barbell and I I try this new lifting technique or I'm trying to get into Olympic lifting or I'm trying this new class and I kind of suck the first few days, man, I want to quit because I'm not getting the payoff that I, I would get if I was doing something I was used to, if I was doing something that was in my comfort zone. So what we end up doing is we avoid the deeper, harder work of big goals, of meaningful goals, and we fill our time and our lives up with easy, smaller work that just pales in comparison when we look at the big picture and like many of our struggles in life we fail to maintain momentum we fail to overcome those challenges and and get after the long goals when we put our focus in the wrong place when we focus on how far we have left to go for the big goal we lose momentum and motivation because we stare at the gap between today and where we want to be five ten years from now that fuzzy distant finish line When we focus on the immediate reward, we choose meaningless work, terrible decisions for a quick hit of dopamine over putting in the meaningful work, delaying gratification, delaying that reward until later when it's actually bigger and better payoff. Our focus and where we choose to place it. Don't tell me somebody else has your focus. They chose you and forced you to focus on these other things. You chose your focus. So if you choose to focus on those other things or whatever you choose to focus on is going to determine your ability to build your grit and to maintain the work, consistent, necessary work required to reach your long-term goals. So where is your focus today? Are you looking on the little bitty easy tasks that you know are keeping you busy, that feel good to check off the list? Or are you making time for that meaningful work? That deep work that you're not going to get the payoff right now, probably not this week or this month, but six months from now, 12 months from now, 18 months from now, if you put in that work, you'll get that payoff. I I laugh when I was a kid, I would get paid for like cleaning parking lots and gas pumps and, and side jobs. And man, I was so quick to spend that money. I would like, as soon as I get it, I go buy comics or cards or candy, you name it. I, I couldn't save it. My dad used to laugh that the money was just burning a hole in my pocket. I had to get it out. I had to spend it because I had such a short-term focus 
I wasn't looking to save up that money for that big picture and, and build my wealth and, and just start building money to actually buy something I might really want long term. I had to spend it now. I had short term focus. And it prevented me from building and saving and actually buying things later that I actually wanted. So what are you focused on? What I want to do today is talk to you about the things that we can use and put our focus on to keep going after those long-term goals, those tips for staying on track instead of just being seduced by this idea of quitting meaningful pursuits to just get a quick reward from a meaningless one. I want to remind you and encourage you to stay on path, pursue that meaningful victory, quit getting distracted by the meaningless And here's how you're going to do that. The first thing you've got to do today is break your big goal into a small bite-sized one. If you've heard me speak, if you've read my book, you've heard this phrase, how do you eat an elephant? You eat it the same way you do a chocolate sprinkle donut, my favorite, one bite at a time. It may take more bites to eat that elephant than it does the donut, but it's still done one bite at a time, just like your goals. One of the first steps to staying on track for your long-term goal is to break that big goal into tiny bite-sized ones you can gobble up more frequently. See, we choose the short-term busy work over the long-term meaningful work because of that feeling of accomplishment we get the busy work gives us. Nothing feels better than crossing things off your to-do list, but are the things on your to-do list actually moving you toward your goal? That's why they're so dangerous. It's because more than anything, our to-do lists keep us busy instead of making us better. So taking the concept of of eating an elephant and applying it towards your big goal is is setting small, easy-to-achieve tasks that give you that frequent mental reward that meaningless tasks do. And what that hopefully does is it keeps you constantly progressing because you're getting the same feeling of accomplishment that you do from the meaningless work, but what you've done is take a meaningful goal and broken it down into teeny tiny steps that you can take every single day to get there. When, when I started writing Compete Every Day, I simply set out to write 500 words every day. I stopped stressing about how long the book needed to be or how much more I had to write or how much was left. I just, every time I sat down at the computer, I focused on 500 words that day. Day after day after day. I just had to get my one bite, my 500 words. The biggest climbs that you have in life, the biggest achievements you want to have, the biggest mountains you're going to overcome, they're still climbed one step at a time. So start at that finish line. Start at that mountain peak. Start wherever the end goal is and start working backwards. Ask yourself, what do you want to accomplish and by when? What's your deadline? Is it six months from now? Is it five years from now? Is it 10 years from now? Write it down. And start working backwards. If you want to achieve that in 10 years, what do you need to do in seven years? And then what do you need to do in five years to be able to do that in seven years, to be able to do that in 10 years? What do you need to do next year to put yourself in a better position to achieve that within five years? See, break it all the way down backwards. One of the things that I absolutely love for this that I've linked to in the show notes is the Someday Goal Planner. If you've read the book, The One Thing, by Gary Keller and Jay Papazan, they have this someday goal. And the simple questionnaire primes your brain by helping you take just a few steps between your someday goal and today. 
It just helps you start thinking about what I need to do today to be in a better position next week. And if I did that next week, what do I need to do next month? And then on and on and on down the chain. I've linked to both, not only the book, but the worksheets. You can download it later when you're not driving, when you're not in the middle of something, because it's in the show notes. You don't need to actually know every single step to fill it out. You don't need to know every single step to get your goal, but you need to ask yourself, if I want to do that, what's one thing I need to do before that to get there? What's one thing I need to do to put myself in a better position to do that? The other tool is actually from the same book. It's the same group. It's called the GPS tool. And I've talked about it here on the show before and I've linked to it as well in the show notes because it forces you to identify that end goal. Then it forces you to outline three priorities that will help you reach that goal. And then the five strategies for each priority. It's taking the elephant of the goal and breaking it down into teeny tiny bites. So if you've never done that, get into the show notes, download those two free resources, pick up the book, dive into it. It's going to help you turn that big, fuzzy, overwhelming goal, the, the fuzzy, the unclear path to get there and help you start putting some clarity on it so you can start moving toward it. So the first thing we're going to do is break our big goal into tiny bites, donut-sized bites. Second thing we're going to do is schedule time in the calendar to make those bites. Set an appointment with yourself just like you would going to the gym or having a meeting with your boss. Every week, look at your upcoming week and schedule 15 to 20, maybe even 30 minutes every day for those bites. Time to work on your goals. Not only is this going to help keep that time committed to your big picture, but it's going to help you stay consistent in working toward it. My morning writing time, when I wrote the book, that was it. Every single morning between 8 to 10, I had to write my 500 words. Some days I'd be done at like 8.30, 8.45. Some days it was 10 o'clock on the dot. But what I would do is I would keep that morning window sacred. I blocked it out in time every single day. Just like if you're trying to create a gym habit. Blocking out every morning from 6 to 6.30 to be in the gym. Rain, snow, sleet, or hell, you're in there. It keeps you consistent. It keeps your calendar, honestly, clear in that space from something else jumping in and hijacking your time. Because here's the thing about long-term pursuits. Inconsistent work is one of the easiest ways to ensure you never reach it. Help yourself be consistent by putting it in your calendar and committing to that meeting. So number one, break your big goal down into donut-sized bites. Number two, schedule time in your calendar to take those bites. Number three, this is a big one we a lot of times forget. Review your progress every week. There's a reason you write down your goals, you write down your progress, you track it every single week. There's a reason the competitor scorecard in my book is so important. You have to learn to celebrate the small wins. You gotta be able to celebrate your progress. Spend time every Saturday or Sunday reviewing what you completed that previous week. Look at the steps you took for that long-term goal. We a lot of times quit going after meaningful goals because we don't think we've made any progress. Despite actually having done the work, despite actually making progress, we don't write it down. And so therefore, we have a a false sense that we haven't actually gone anywhere. It's like the idea of, of working out, wanting to get healthy. Get your eyes off the scale. Commit to working out, eating clean every single day. Track what you did. Track what you eat. Track how you worked out. A week from now, you may not see a bunch of progress, but you know that you've put in the work. Six months from now, 
you're going to start to see changes. And you're, anytime you doubt that, you're going to be able to go back and look. What were you lifting week one? Where were you struggling week two versus now week 13, 14, 15? Unless you write it down, it's going to be really hard to recall that. It's going to be really hard to celebrate it. Not only does the exercise of reviewing that progress every week keep you optimistic about the progress and the steps forward you're making, but honestly, it's helping you continue to build your grit and maintain that forward momentum for your goal because you're focused on building on it. On what do I need to do today to stack on top of my previous progress? When those doubts whisper that you're not getting anywhere, You're not going to reach your goal. You haven't made that progress. You're not moving along. All you have to do is look back at the progress you've made, the things you've written down, and know that you're on the right path. You have the proof. It's written down. So one, turn your big elephant-sized goal into donut hole-sized bites. Number two, schedule time in your calendar to work on getting those bites in. Number three, review your progress every week. Write it down and review it. Number four, get comfortable with the discomfort of uncertainty. Man, if that's not been a lesson from 2020 and 2021, I don't know what is. The future is fuzzy. We don't know what's going to happen next month or next year. We have an idea in our head of what we want to happen, but we have no idea if it's actually going to come true. We had a podcast just a few weeks ago about How do you maintain progress? How do you keep showing up in the midst of uncontrollables? Go back, listen to it. But the unclear picture of the future many times makes us uncomfortable, which automatically turns us to our default and plunges us back into our comfort zone. We go after the busy work. We go after the short-term success. We go after the easy stuff instead of the meaningful because we're uncomfortable. Learning to be okay with discomfort See, that's an exercise on learning to control your controllables. That's an exercise in building a stronger mindset on becoming a champion. The more uncertain we start to feel, the more we need to dial in what are our four controllables. Attitude, actions, effort, and focus. And ask yourself, what can I do with what's still in my control? I may be uncertain. I may be uncomfortable. This is something new, but what's in my control? What actions am I going to take today? What attitude am I going to show up with? What effort am I going to give and where am I choosing to focus? On things outside of my control, on how far I have left to go, or on what I'm going to do today? The better we master our ability to use our controllables during times of uncertainty, the more consistent we're actually going to be in our meaningful pursuits. So break your big goal into donut-sized bites. Schedule time in your calendar to get those bites in. Review your progress every week. Get comfortable with uncertainty. It's not necessarily a bad thing. Use it to your advantage. Control the controllables. And finally, get accountability. The better our accountability, the better our consistency. You need people to hold you accountable when pursuing long-term goals because there's going to be times when your consistency can get off track. There's going to be times when a setback may disrupt your momentum. The people who remind you of what you're doing, who check in on you to make sure you're doing the work, and most of all, are willing to call you out when you make excuses, those are the ones who love you enough to want to see you win. Writing the book, Compete Every Day for Me, was a long-term goal because there was no feeling of I did it for like a year. It was literally almost a year to the day that I started writing pulling together content till I got a book in hand. But I did three things throughout the process to hold myself accountable. 
The first, if, if you follow me on Instagram, you see that on opening day of Major League Baseball season a few years ago, I set a deadline to be done by Game 1 of the World Series. I posted it on social media, and then I would post daily updates of how the writing was going. Anytime I'd get those 500 words done, I'd post a picture. If I would forget to post a day or post it later in the day, I'd start getting DMs from people of, hey, what's up with the book? See, I'd made a public proclamation. This is what I'm working on. I just need to be held accountable to it. Check in on me. It's okay. Ask. I set the goal of writing 500 words every day. Those were my tiny bites. And just like I talked about in the book with Jerry Seinfeld putting big red X's on his calendar every day he achieved writing a new joke, I would put a big red X on my calendar every day I finished the 500 words. It gave me that visual picture of my progress. I could see that I'm getting somewhere. I'm making moves. I'm getting closer to that goal. I don't know how much I have left, but I can see that I'm getting there. And then finally, I just enlisted the help of some friends. I asked some friends, would you check on me? Will you hold me accountable? Will you text, check in, make sure I'm writing every day. Make sure I keep working to hit this deadline. Do not let me give you excuses. Do not allow me to miss this deadline. Not only did those three things keep me consistently moving toward the goal of publishing my first book that came out last year, but it kept me focused when I wasn't getting that quick feeling of accomplishment that I would if I was posting something on social media or sending a quick email. It allowed me to stay focused and in tune on the long-term. Long-term goals are not easy to achieve. That's why most people don't set them, much less pursue them. Most people we know will not pursue meaningful victories in life because it is not easy. It is not a quick turnaround. It's not a fast reward. And if you're someone that's willing to go after them, you're going to have days where you don't feel like you've made progress. You're going to get burnt out or increasingly tired if you let your focus drift off of today's work and goals and onto the gap between you and the finish line. You're going to even endure stretches where you feel like it's Bill Murray and Groundhog Day over and over and over again. But if you'll commit to those steps we talked about, breaking your big goal into tiny steps, scheduling time in your calendar for those steps, reviewing your progress every week, getting comfortable controlling your controllables in the midst of discomfort, and grabbing accountability, clinging to that accountability. You're going to give yourself a shot. You're going to build your grit throughout that process. You're going to put yourself in a better position in the future than you ever would have been otherwise. You give yourself that opportunity to win. And isn't that why we compete? We put ourselves on the field in front of challenges, in front of discomforts, for the chance to try to win. It's not guaranteed. It's not promised. We might lose, but hell, we're still going to go out there and try to win. That's why we compete. Most people just choose the immediate gratification of busy work, meaningless work over the delayed gratification and legacy of doing something meaningful. That's why people clamor for the newest diet peel instead of signing up for their local gym membership. Most people do not achieve meaningful victories in life. They do not set them, they do not pursue them, and they sure as hell do not achieve them. Be the competitor who will. Pursue that meaningful victory. I'm cheering for you. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Compete Everyday Podcast. 
To listen to past episodes, be sure to check out podcast.competeeveryday.com. And to get in touch with the show, email us at podcast at competeeveryday.com. Everybody wants to win, but not everybody's willing to compete for that victory. Since you're one who will, show up today and win. We're cheering for you.